Hello, family, and welcome back to the Explore the Extraordinary podcast. My name is Betty Guadagno, and today I'm joined by Sarah. Sarah is a Reiki healer. She's a spiritual coach, and she had a profound awakening, a spiritually transformative experience. And I'm so grateful that you're here, Sarah, and thanks for your willingness to contribute to the IAMS community. And I want, I'm so excited for you to introduce yourself to the community, and I'm going to toss it right over to you to do that. Thank you, Betty. It is so, so wonderful to be able to share this space with you. I really appreciate you providing this platform for us. Um, like you said, my name is Sarah and I am a Reiki healer and a, a, a spiritual coach. Um, I started to experience an awakening about three years ago. Um, really unbeknownst to me, I didn't really know what was happening. I just knew that I was being guided to move away from relationships that had um, become stagnant and I just was wanting more in my life and I didn't quite know what I, what I was going to be doing or how life was going to go, but I just knew that um, I needed to, you know, let these relationships fall away. And I grew up in a uh, evangelical home. So I had... I, I don't have a close uh, knit relationship with my, my core family. So um, I ended up moving away. I'm originally from Texas and I moved, moved to Tennessee from Texas. And about three years ago, I just started realizing that things needed to fall away. So I, realized that I wanted more for myself. I wanted, a, I wanted really what triggered all this is I wanted to understand why I was so angry all the time. I think with my upbringing and everything, I just was terribly misunderstood. And I started to really um, seek out, you know, self-help things and all of that and counseling. And I finally decided I was just going to choose myself, regardless of if, if I was understood or not, I was going to just choose myself. And as soon as I decided to do that, I mean, things started to shift and change. People started showing up in my life that were completely unexpected to help me get into another area of town and uh, set me into a situation where I began to do some really deep, profound healing. And over the last three years, it has just been awakening after awakening. I mean, it is just constant. Um, the, the symptoms that I've had with the, um, I guess you would call them Kundalini, you know, symptoms, awakening symptoms, um, definitely show up and are, some of them are just constant. Um, and I learned that there is this spiral effect when it comes to our healing. And, and, I, and I've heard before it described as an onion where you peel back the layers and everything. There's just so much depth to be had. And so we really don't even realize how much healing that we actually need until we really start to go down those, those spirals of, you know, more healing. So I ended up my journey, honestly, was was more of a, I guess I would describe it as a more of a gentle one, uh, just like a, a 
the streamline of different rounds of healing coming through. Um, but my drive was I wanted to be mentally healthy. That was my drive. I wanted to get myself out of depression. I was tired of you know playing my record over and over and over again. I just got tired of hearing myself speak the old garbage. So that and choosing myself really is what triggered it. And I was able to get out of that into town and able to get into a place of where I could really heal. And it was simply just change, switching where I lived. That's really it. Sometimes you just have to get out of where you are and get in a new space and allow the universe to start healing your heart. So along my journey, I, I guess, I guess maybe about one year in uh, the, the beginning of the second year, I received my own Reiki healing. And I'm telling you, it was so profound. The, um, the amount of healing that, that I was, I was able to actually allow myself to feel everything that I had been, you know, pushing down for so long and the anger and all the sadness. And, and when you are so estranged from your family for so long and there's so much shame and guilt and trauma being thrown down your throat, you just push it down and think I've got to provide for myself because I don't want to be under anybody else's regime like that ever again. So you you're you're thinking with your head and you're definitely in your masculinity and you're trying to make you know make your money make 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 a space for yourself and it doesn't allow you to drop into your heart and really feel the feelings so the reiki healing really is what triggered that for me and i'm so sorry i have like incense burning and is in the camera i apologize <laughs> um but I, Reiki was so profound. I found it that I was led to also be a healer, too. So I became certified and um, became a Reiki master myself. And just along the last couple of years, I have gained so much information. There was it was such a drive in me, Betty, that I couldn't even work. I couldn't even log on to, to work um, and and focus. I, I had to spirit was pushing me to to quit my job and go full time into um, learning more about what was happening to me and the healing. And so I think with the, with the information that the, the breadth and the wealth of information that I've learned over the last three years is just, it's invaluable to what people are going through right now. And we really need to share this with one another. And what, one of the things that really got me triggered into it was the NDE experience that Penny Woodbrot had. Uh, she was a nurse that had been severely heartbroken and she just she just had a resolve of just going to work and coming home and she didn't have any life other than that. And I'm like, my God, I'm Penny. <laughs> you know, that's me. I don't I'm not letting anybody in. And so the healing has just is so tremendous of what how how beautiful the heart can be when you just allow it to heal and open up to one another. Cause that's what we all really want is we want love and compassion. We want to be loved. And so that's, that's what I want to share. I want to share my knowledge and I want to help heal, let allow people to heal their hearts and take time for them and choose them. I want to help people choose themselves and heal so we can heal one another. It's where it starts. 
That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. So I'm wondering if you feel comfortable maybe getting into a little bit more of, can you share about what Kundalini is in case somebody doesn't know? And then you said that you were experiencing some of those symptoms. So can you talk a little bit about that as well? Sure. Um, Kundalini for me, this is what I experienced. It was, it's where there's different parts of your body that are uh, waking up to um, the original blueprint of love that is already within us. We are born uh, on this earth with uh, this tremendous blueprint. It's, it's our personal fingerprint. And every one of us is different. It's, it's really our birth chart. If you really look at it, it's um, the, the very exact time and moment that you were born here. It really says so much about us. And it's um, when there's a lot of things going, and that's a kind of a loaded question because there's a lot of things going on in the earth that allow this, this uh, awakening to happen around the world. And it's, I don't know what happened. I, I, I lost you. So I don't know if I'm you're here. there. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but there, there is a lot of sun, solar activity going on. There's a lot of light codes coming in and, and humanity has called this in. We wanted this to happen. So it's not something that's happening to, to us. This is not woe is me. This is something we've called in because we've seen the contrast and we want to know how we can make things better because what we're seeing in the world is not what we want. So when we start to awaken, there might be headaches. There's going to be, you, you might have pain here in your third eye area. Um, a lot of people, at least for me, I have a ringing. It started out as a ringing in my ear, but then it turned into like this, just this constant frequency feeling like my, my head is constantly, uh, tuning to something. Um, so it, it doesn't sound like much like a ring, but it sing, it sounds like a, like a, a frequency sound. Um, also another one that has really been, um, a big one for me is my tailbone. My tailbone uh, is, I, I remember before my, my awakening, I remember feeling it one time and it felt like very flimsy. And then as I was going through the awakening, I noticed that it was getting more solid. So it was, I'm not sure, you know, what exactly that, that was bringing that on, but it was more, I believe that it was, I, I apparently I had more root issues like with safety and security, things like that, which a lot of us do because we've been programmed in, in this simulation of survival for thousands of years. So that is, that is, a, that was a big one for me. I've also had pains in my side and I've had my uh, arm go numb. I mean, I've gone to the doctor about these things when it first started to happen and they had zero answers for me. They had no idea what was going on with me. And so I had to just come to this resolve that I am healthy as a horse. There's nothing wrong with my heart. There's nothing wrong with any part of my body. It's just these things have to process. And sometimes they come and stay, but they eventually go. Um, the, the, the frequency in my head has, has never, never left me. And the tailbone is, comes and goes quite often. It's, it's pretty much a, a mainstay. But um, those are, those are the ones for me and they're, and they're common, especially the headaches. 
Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Sometimes I get ringing in my ear, but the way that you just described it, it actually feels like I'm shifting some, and I, it feels like I'm going diagonal for some reason, and then it just kind of disappears. And I, but I've never conceptualized that until you just said it that way. So thank you for that. Sure, so it's almost maybe- like it's, it's almost kind of like a vertigo, kind of sometimes when we have, you're just you feel like you're kind of in this state of not being in your body. Yeah. It's really trippy, but it it's, we're just getting acclimated to it. It's not harming us. We're just getting acclimated to the frequencies. Yeah. Yeah. So what was, so I know that you said that you grew up in a religious home, but mm-hmm. what was your relationship like with spirituality before the awakening kind of started? I, I had been told uh, I, I re- was raised in the Southern Baptist home and my father is actually an evangelist and um, him and my mother are in the ministry together uh, full time. And I was raised uh, of the Trinity, Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. And I would how I was I knew that. I knew that the, the, the preaching was about a God who is jealous and the way it was presented from the pulpit was, and at home, was that you had to behave in a certain way. Otherwise, you're not going to appease God and you're going to piss him off. And you don't want to do that. So, and that was very rigid, a very rigid, you know, rules. But on the other hand, there would be teaching that, well, we're not legalistic. But that is exactly what legalism is. Legalism is, is you have to behave a certain way to gain approval, to gain love. And that is not who I identified with. I couldn't I couldn't understand that part of God. But when it came to Jesus, Jesus was all about love. And I was I, I had more of a relationship with Jesus than I had with God because of how he had been betrayed portrayed to me through uh, teachings and uh, behavior at home. But so what the catalyst that brought me to my awakening was following Jesus, was following the kindness and the loving. Jesus to me was a complete gentleman. He never made me feel like I had to do anything. He He never made me feel shame. He never made me feel guilt. Um, as a matter of fact, I remember one, one of the things that brought me to my awakening too, and and I believe Jesus led me, led me to tarot. I was taught that it was witchcraft. It was of the devil and you, you don't mess with that stuff. So I had to really find who am I listening to? Is it, is this the dogma that I was raised with? Is this the programming or is this Jesus? And I had never felt condemnation with Jesus. So I really had to, I really had to decipher, Hey, am I supposed to be messing with this tarot? Am I supposed to be listening to this? And finally one day, cause I had really, really gone into a lot of prayer about that. Like Jesus help me, help me know. And finally one day that, that guilt and that worry just left me. It just left me. And then I was, um, drawn to Penny Widbrot, 
and her testimony of her NDE. And it just took off from there. And I just followed the breadcrumbs from then. It's always like, it's so fun to sort of see the journey in hindsight that way. I know for me, it didn't feel that way in the moment. Like I was following breadcrumbs. I was like, whoa, my life is chaotic. This is crazy. I don't know what's happening. Just all these weird synchronicities kept taking place, you know, but now I see it as that was a whole winding road to lead me exactly where I am today. So one of the things that I love how you describe Jesus as a perfect gentleman. <laughs> Jesus is my boyfriend too. <laughs> I really dig him. Um, but so one of the things that you talked about is healing, healing these different uh, like parts of our chakra system. You talked a lot. You talked, I heard you talk about the root chakra. So maybe you, could you share a little bit about how you help people heal or how you helped yourself heal these different energy centers? Yeah, for sure. Um, I know for myself, I do Reiki on myself every night. As I'm laying down, I have my stones and I just go down all, you know, all the chakras are actually, I've, I've learned to, I've gone up now and started at, you know, the root and coming up. So uh, when I do help people for now, uh, and it, it just all depends on the, on the client, if they want uh, healing remotely, I do that remotely. And um, we can do an hour session to where they are just they're in a state of meditation or they're just in a relaxed state where they're not going to be uh, they're in a situation where they're not going to be, um, um, uh, you know, disturbed or anything. And I just I concentrate on the different chakras and we have a consultation before uh, beforehand to see if there's anything they want me to focus on. And I try not to have them tell me anything too much about it because I want to feel, you know, get a sense of what I'm feeling when I, when I do the diagnostic, when I do the scan of the body. And, um, so when, when the hour is done, I, you know, we get on the phone and, you know, we discuss what my findings were and then they can help me, uh, by telling me what they've experienced, because sometimes emotions will come up. Sometimes people have gotten angry. When I get to a certain part of the body, they get angry because there's just, there's energy that needs to move, you know, and, and get out. Um, so it just all depends on the, on the client remote or in person. Um, um, and, 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 or over the phone or zoom, you know, whatever they're comfortable with. But yeah, I just go through the chakras and go through every the, the parts of the body. And I focus on the places where they are feeling like they have issues and they need release. So um, it's very rewarding, very rewarding. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, I love the idea of being a healer and being on the spiritual path, being of service to other people. For me, it feels really aligned with whatever the whole spiritual journey is supposed to be about. So one of the other things that you talked about was not having relationships with your blood family. And I think that that happens to a lot of people when they come onto the spiritual journey, they realize that perhaps their blood family is not necessarily their soul family and things just don't res resonate anymore with them. And they have to set these really strict boundaries and it can be very uncomfortable and so I'm wondering if maybe you could share a little bit about your own journey with that and what that was like and how you were able to kind of step away from people that were no longer serving you. 
that is probably one of the toughest things I've ever had to do. And it's, it's odd because I think that people who just see me and don't really know, really nobody knows the pain that I've gone through. Cause I don't let anybody see that. Um, when you, when you have to step away from your blood, there is a part of you that is just, is just wrenched inside and you, you can't understand what's so unlovable about me. Why can't I be understood? You know, why, why do I have to get preached at all the time? Why can't I just be looked at a, looked at as a daughter and um, loved for just who I am? And having to, because I know that there's so many people that's having to walk away and do that. And honestly, just like you said before about following the breadcrumbs, we really don't know what we're doing in the moment, but you're just following what you feel your innate is telling you to do. And somehow spirit gives you the strength to walk away when you need to walk away. And if you don't, then they're, they're going to shout it from the rooftops. They're going to get your attention and tell you, get the heck away from them. They're no good. And they're going to make it very clear and evident as, as to why that is. So um, I had to move away. I had to move far away um, and create a lot of distance. And it took a lot of time. And just because you move away doesn't mean they're gone. You and just because they die doesn't mean that the pain is still is that the pain is going to go. You have to deal with that. So just because I left, the pain was still there. So it triggered a lot of healing. And we did go back and forth a lot. I've tried to go back and talk and reopen and, you know, try to heal with them. But you can't heal with somebody when there's only one person that's willing to do it. All parties have to have to be willing. And um and there's still, there's still issues. And I haven't wanted to, for the longest time, I didn't want to share my journey because I knew that I would be ridiculed. I knew that, I, that it would be a witch hunt. I knew that there would be, you know, repercussions and shame and guilt. And I just wasn't, my heart wasn't ready for that. And um, I had to block everybody, I had everybody on my phone, socials, everything. No social media. They couldn't, you know, I tried my, if they did find me, I, I don't know how they found me because I blocked them. But I know a lot of people can't do that. But uh, my birth chart, I have some Scorpio in my chart. So I've been able to do all right with being able to cut people off when, when needed. But um, my heart goes out to people that, that, that have a hard time because it really is so difficult for, for some um but it is, and it is a grievous process, but even with going back and forth with uh, even family members today, I know that there have been energies available to us to be able to reconnect and try to heal old wounds, uh, especially lately. And that has actually happened for me, but I'm finding that because I'm a Reiki healer, I am mirroring back to people things that they don't want to see. And that makes me enemy number one in their eyes because they don't see that they're seeing something in themselves that they don't like, but they're, they're identifying it with me. Um, so it really, 
you really have to have a lot of strength and I'm surprised at my own strength that I've been able to handle certain things like that. So I'm very grateful for my healing. Had I not done my healing, I wouldn't be able to be able to handle that kind of people talking to me mean like that. And just, they can be very, very hateful. And when it's family, I mean, it really cuts deep because your family knows how to push your buttons. Your family knows how to cut below the belt. So, or hit yeah. below the belt. I thank you for sharing that. Thanks for being vulnerable. I think that it's a part of the journey that a lot of people on the spiritual journey do experience. They experience a disconnection from whoever was there for the first part of their life. And then they, they go on and they connect with other people who will usher them into the next part of the journey. And I love what you're saying about mirroring um, the triggers and the wounds to other people. Whenever I upset my boyfriend, I'm always like, you're, you're welcome. I'm your greatest spiritual teacher in this moment. He's like, okay. <laughs> but so I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about what all that I hear you saying is faith, faith, faith. And if you don't like that word, whatever word that you use to describe your strength in these situations, talk about what that's like. How does a person get a foundation and strength like that when it comes to making these really uncomfortable decisions? All I can think of right now is I am in love with spirit. I am in love with the fact that I know who I am now. I know that I'm a magnificent being having a human experience. I love that I have this newfound ability to speak what I want and, and understand that this is a, this is a world of that is uh, built on law of attraction. We speak life and the Bible even speaks about that. Sometimes that's what kind of really gets me is that all religions have the core of truth. But when you have men, uh, when you have humanity trying to control uh, the narrative, that is when anything can get corrupted. Pharma, religion, Comp it doesn't matter. Companies, everything, relationships. When you start to try to control someone, that's when you're going to have problems. When we realize how magnificent we really are and the strength that we really have and what we hold, you find a strength within yourself that cannot be explained. It is powerful. And I can say that when you get yourself rooted and grounded in that strength, you can do anything, anything. That's where mine comes from, knowing who I am now. That is so beautiful. Wow. Yeah. It's, I know for me, like that's such a shift from in my own journey, having no idea who I, who I was and then recognizing the fact that I'm a divine spiritual being just yeah. here for a little bit. And I'm here to connect and grow and love and heal. And yeah, all of that journey is so amazing, you know? So I really want to thank you for your willingness to share so openly and vulnerably and honestly, uh, is this your spiritual coming out? Is this like your first time on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so grateful to be here for it. <laughs> Ball gown. I love it. So great. I want to see if there's anything else that you want to share to feel more complete about our time together today. 
I just want to say thank you for providing this platform and for IANS and uh, all of the people who have come out about their near-death experiences, all the people who have been brave to speak on their experiences because this is scary. We have, we have this built-in fear that we are going to be burned at the stake. We're going to be hunted. We are going to be drowned. We're going to be, you know, ridiculed and, and all of these things. And it's, it's when you, and I know that that was one of the things that held me back for so long. So if I want to, if I want to share something that, that is so important, we all need to share our story. It doesn't matter how small you think it is. There's something about what you have to share that is going to change somebody's life and shift their paradigm. So please do the healing, do whatever it is that you need to do to feel that confidence and courage because we need you. The collective needs you. That's so beautiful. I was just thinking about you watching this back and hearing you say those words to you. I love that. I mean, just the whole idea of it, you know, and, and how our words really do carry these healing frequencies. And it is so important to lift each other up, to create conscious space, to share bravely about our spiritual experiences so that other people have the opportunity to share bravely as well. You're only three years into your awakening experience and you're already sharing so eloquently about your journey. So I just want to thank you again so much for taking time and being here with me and letting me be your coming out partner. That is so exciting. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> so thank you so much for that. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.